Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Jumpcast, the podcast from the award-winning team behind Jumpcut Online. My name is Dave Curtis, your host for today's episode, where I will be joined by Jumpcut's own Reese Bowen Jones. Hello. Hi, Reese. And our multimedia manager, Sam Comrie. Hey. Hey. Uh, thank you both for coming on. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, doing the best we can. But it's, it's been, I've been very excited for this podcast. Been saying to Reese like all week. I can't wait to jump on this. I yeah. feel very similar. I've been looking forward to it. And I've prepared for this episode quite a lot. More than previous episodes, <laughs> which I shouldn't probably reveal. But um, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. No, uh, yeah, that makes me feel really special and warm inside. Uh, it's very sweet. Uh, on today's episode, we will be delving into the recent news about the, re the release of the Schneider Cut of Justice League. And then we'll be celebrating the 15th year anniversary of Batman Begins. So basically, it's Batman, 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 Batman. Uh, so... But let's get straight to the big news this week, which we normally haven't done news in a while on these uh, Jumpcast episodes. It's just been features, but this was quite a big thing. And I thought of one man who I really wanted to talk to about it. And I went, Sam, do you fancy coming on and uh, chatting about Schneider and Batman? And I had the quickest reply ever I've ever had from invites to a podcast. So thank you, Sam. <laughs> Because normally I'm like, anyone fancy it? And they're like, mm, yeah, maybe. But you two, you two were straight on it. Yeah. Um, so shall I just throw you in the deep end? Who wants to go first about, well, let's say, let's see how, how are we excited for this? Reese, yes. let's ask you, Reese. Okay, oh. Sam, go for it. Go for it. Why, <laughs> no, why are we excited? Go first, but um, I'm, just, I'm just getting out there. I'm excited. <laughs> because, because, Sam, you've been... You've been wanting this for a while now, haven't you? You've been uh -huh. uh, you've been keeping up to date. You you're part of the the re hashtag release the Schneider Cut. Am I saying his <laughs> name right? Schneider Schneider Cut. Uh, more so from probably me and Reese. I mean, I say where I am. I'd like to see it. Um, if there is a good version of Justice League out there, I, I yeah, I'd like to see it. Uh, Reese, what would what do you think? Um, I think I'm more towards you, Dave, than I am towards Sam. However. In this weekend I've had where I've rewatched all of the Snyder DC films and also Batman Begins. Um, I'm more excited than I was last week when the, the announcement came out. Um, because I think there is definitely a film there that we didn't get to see more than I mm. kind of realised and, and when I, until I watched it literally this morning. Um, so yeah, I am I'm watching it both out of curiosity and genuine excitement to see what it's going to be like. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Go for it. Go, go for it. <laughs> it's just, it's just nice to see that the actual movie that I was personally sold on, like in 2016 when the first trailer came out, is actually coming to fruition now. And um, as as you both know, I really like the kind of tone and story Zack Snyder's done with with his previous two movies. So I'm excited to see not only those stories in in those films completed, but Superman himself is kind of arc kind of resolved as well yeah he definitely deserves that now um so let's give a bit of information to the listeners they probably already know if you're listening to Jumpcast, you're probably a film fan and you're probably up to date what's going on but uh there has been a basically last week before was it or before or after the showing of man of steel tweet along whatever these things after. are after yeah. uh 
he announced he brought on Henry Cavill, didn't he? He did indeed. And, and, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then he announced that next year on HBO Max, which I'm guessing like the media uh, stuff, the DC stuff, mm. uh, next year we'll be releasing uh, the, the Snyder Cut. Now, do we? What do we know so far? Do we know if this is going to be? Uh, a mini series, or uh, is it going to be a film? Because I've I've read different things. To well, be honest. Uh, yeah, I've heard different things as well. Because I remember when this whole thing started, and Snyder was uploading on his Vero account, like all those different you know behind the scenes footage and script, pictures and stuff. I was yeah. definitely under the impression that this was a finished film, but then based on like the chat they had after Man of Steel and all of like the news stories that have come out since in the last few days. Um, it's not as finished as people think it is. Um, and it's still kind of up in the air as to whether it's going to be one massive three and a half to four hour film or is it going to be a six part miniseries. Are they going to do the same thing they did to Hateful Eight on Netflix, which is like release the same thing in chapters? We just don't know. Um, and I think that's where that's my one biggest kind of hesitation point with this whole thing is that I, I was led to believe months ago that Snyder Cut is ready to go. And it's not ready to go because they're paying what twenty million dollars to finish it. Mm. Um, so that yeah. that is my one kind of sticking point. Whereas I'm still looking forward to it, but I just don't think it's quite you know the perfect product that people are expecting it to be. Yeah, that's I feel kind of the same way. I'm, what's annoyed me the over the last few months is the whole uh, the droplets he's been given, like making feel like we there isn't there is a complete film out there. Mm. And there wasn't, mm. to be fair. Um, and yeah, it's, it's between twenty and thirty million. And I'm not always a big fan of the um, the fans' revolt, the the pushing for a a director's cut or how mm. they did it. Some fans fine about it. I haven't got a problem with that. Some people went around quite nicely about it. But some, like you, Sam, you were very nice about it. <laughs> um, some were just unbearable, uh, and that really put me off for a while. But like I said at the beginning, uh, I watched this film the other day. At, and it's, I, I don't mind it, to be fair. Justice League. The uh, I'm going to call it the Joss Whedon. Is that what we're calling now? Version? Justice League. Justice League. Just, just. Yeah. Ugh, I didn't. Think, I still don't think it's that bad. Um, I mean, it's not brilliant. Mm-hmm. I watched it literally Sam, what today. Um, yeah. And it was today. Yeah, I watched it today, and it was underwhelming. But I'm going <laughs> to preface it by saying that. Like Sam was aware of this whole journey I had. I watched the um, Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition, um, literally like on Saturday, and that made that film better and made Justice League worse. Um, yeah. So I've I've got a, a much more different point of view of it than I had previously. I think we should just quickly talk about the the, the extended version of Batman Superman. So I agree with you. The original Batman Superman is dreadful. Sam, I know you saw it like nine times or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it literally makes no sense. But the, the expanded version, it actually does. Yeah. I mean, not completely. I've, I've got many questions I want to ask Sam about it. Um, <laughs> but it does. There is a, now a storyline that runs through it, like the Lois Lane storyline actually makes sense behind the yes. whole Lex Luthor plot as well yeah. i'm still i'm still a bit confused about whole the whole dream sequences and how that's meant to play in or not play in now 
Uh, Sam, can you fill me in about them? Like, especially the dark side in the future. Is that actually meant to be happening, or so, the Flash? What do you know? So the night, the nightmare sequence, as it is called, with a K, um, oh, was supposed was supposed to be kind of Bruce's insight into what could be coming post Justice League, and the Flash that we've seen in Batman vs Superman. Is, was supposed to be like, expanded upon in Justice League. We would have seen him actually go back through time. It, it gets kind of ah. complicated. The, him and Cyborg and the Flash are the only kind of people left in the Justice League in this future. And they invent this kind of device called the Cosmic Treadmill, which the Flash can use to run at, through certain points in time. But the thing is, with, with this treadmill, the Earth has to be at the exact same point in time it was before. So we can only jump through time at that certain point. So when you see him in Batman vs Superman, it turns out he's come through at the wrong time and he's warned him too early. That's why he says he's come too soon. So uh... in Justice League, it was supposed to be expanded that they were sending the Flash back to go to the Batcave to stop um, Lois Lane being murdered by Darkseid. Oh. Wow. This, this was, that... this was on, all in this big like Zack Snyder kind of Q&A thing he did a few months ago. And that's just like one of the tidbits he's kind of dropped on the story. So yeah, so his vision was five five films, wasn't it, or something? I something read like today. that, yeah. That would be an interesting. So obviously he's now he's stopped in the middle. Um, do you? I've got got so many questions. If this is a success, because it it's going to bring it's a very clever move to be honest by uh, the people at Warner's and HBO because they're going to get a lot of people signing up for it just to watch this, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the UK, I could be wrong, but I think Sky have a deal with Warner's or HBO. I, I believe the... so. I think it's on Sky Atlantic, isn't it, where they get most of the, the Warner Brothers content. Yeah, so hopefully in the UK, we'll get it on there. Like a Sky but... Movies premiere or something, that'll be quite good. Well, that's the question. Would you would you want it as a... Could you sit through a four-hour film of a... I mean, I know Sam's me personally, I could, I could definitely um, sit through we... that, but from like a general kind of audience point of view, maybe not everybody wants to dedicate that much time. And with some of the rumors I've, I've read in the past few days, some people are saying the cut is actually closer to five hours and they're going to split it into chapters that will be released on like a weekly slate. So people who get the HBO subscription can't just cancel it. They have to stay for the weekly thing. Ah. So they at least have it for a month. Wow. Oh, that's, that's close. So they have to pay for the, the next yeah, month. So, so instead of just getting, you know, like you get a Netflix trial and you want to watch Breaking Bad and you watch it all in like a week and then you just cancel it kind of thing. <laughs> They're trying yeah. to keep it so people will have to at least pay for one month of the subscription. That's dark. I mean, it's, it's business, isn't it? I think mm. a lot of it, as well as Zack Snyder, the way he's kind of played it has been clever in a way because he's been releasing those tidbits on, on Vero but he's not actually been that vocal himself a lot of it has been the fandom like for better or worse he's so just... he's, de he's definitely had a part to play in kind of getting the Warner Brothers executives to kind of come round on it he's been kind of stoking the fire hasn't yeah he? he's yeah been he's, he's definitely has been fanning the flames as it were but it's like yeah. every week there'd be a newbie like photo from the cut and it'd just have like a really sly caption like, oh, this guy's really great in the film. It's like Willem Dafoe in a scene you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Willem Dafoe's in it? Oh yeah, because he's an Aquaman, isn't he? Yeah, he was supposed to be in Justice League first and he apparently um, gives Aquaman like the gear and stuff that you see him wearing Justice League. Oh shit. That would make sense. So yeah. much stuff. So what 
Yeah, so what other stuff are we missing? We're missing, let's talk about Darkseid quickly. So he's meant to be the big baddie and who's not the weird-looking Steppenwolf guy. You can see my <laughs> knowledge of this is just incredible. Uh, and But the, the design of Steppenwolf is completely different, isn't it? Because there's, it is, at, yeah. the end of the, at the end of the extended Batman vs. Superman, there's a an extent there's a scene, isn't it, where Lex Luthor is talking Praying? to Steppenwolf? Yeah, he's talking to Steppenwolf, yeah. yeah. And, and you see that design, which is completely different to the design that obviously came out in the the other film. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you see the mother the mother boxes. That's another bloody question. I'll write that down. Um, <laughs> so, so Darkseid. Tell me about Darkseid, Sam. Who is Darkseid? But Darkseid is the leader of the new gods who are on a... is is very similar to Thanos, but he actually did come before Thanos in the comics. <laughs> so we're going to put that out there. Um, <laughs> and he's on this planet called Apocalypse, and his kind of deal is to, with the mother boxes, is to unite them in a thing called the Unity. And it, like, spreads this thing called the Anti-Life Equation, which is, like, it can take over people's minds. And, he, and in the comics, he uses it to corrupt Superman. So I think uh, that that's was something they were going to use for the nightmare stuff that they didn't get to fulfill. Because that that's not clear in Justice League. No, not at all. <laughs> in, in, no. in this version, they say that Steppenwolf is the guy who's doing all of this. Like, he's the one that's trying to find the unity boxes. No, there Ste- is... Steppenwolf is related to Darkseid. Hmm. And the it's way the uncle, film... I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And the way the okay. film would have originally opened Justice League was going to be like a with like a big kind of Lord of the Rings scale battle of all the kind of races like the Atlanteans and the we Amazons. Do. We see yeah. that, don't we? In the... Yeah, we see a bit of it, mm. but apparently it was like 25 minutes long and it proper like set up that war and Steppenwolf like failed and Darkseid didn't get to take over the planet because he was banished and everything. So the mother boxes were buried and hidden by the different kind of factions. And we saw, we saw Green Lanterns there as well, right? We did, which yeah. they were go- apparently they were going to flesh out a little bit more at the end of justice league as well man i want to see that apparently again it's all rumors and stuff but apparently the end of justice league would have had bruce wayne visited by two green lanterns to tell him uh, to tell him that they've been aware of the conflict between dark side and whatnot and they're coming to earth to offer help basically does that does that mean the lex luther i'm about to say deadpool deathstroke uh ending of Justice League, was that a Just Feeding thing? Was that a, a, a Snyder thing? The after credit scene with Lex Luthor and Destro, I think, was a Snyder thing as well, but it just it was supposed to be in the middle of the film, apparently not the after credits. Yeah, because I saw, <laughs> didn't Joe Manginello, or whatever his name is, didn't he tweet recently to say that, oh, there is a special, there's another after cut after the credit sequence of the yeah. Batman or something. Because there's that know. footage oh. as well that Ben Affleck tweeted in 2016 of Deathstroke yeah. looking like he's on some kind of like plane about to face Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just test footage in like the costume, but I think they were definitely teasing something there. Yeah, um, there's so much this. So, so we've got Green Lanterns, we've got Darkseid. Uh, I'm going to have... Is it Martian Man- Manhunter as well? Martian Manhunter as well. He was supposed to be revealed to have been the general as well. That's from Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. Atom is in there. I've seen that recently. Yeah, Atom. Re- who's he? He's, <laughs> he's kind of like DC's Ant-Man in a nutshell. Oh, okay. He's okay. Like, isn't he like kind of DC... Um, sorry, no, he's, he's like Ant-Man and Iron Man in one character, isn't he? Basically. Yeah, he's got kind of like the technological wit of Iron mm. Man, but yeah. he uses his kind of like 
power and oh, intellect to he... make like an Ant Man kind of thing. In the TV series Legends of Tomorrow that I've never seen, mm-hmm. is he, he is... the one who's played out by Brandon Roth? He is, yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, you see, some, somewhere back in my head, there's, there's knowledge. <laughs> um, so we've got Dark Side. So, how much of Schneider's film was actually in Justice League? That like, was going to be my next question. Because Do you want to take I'll... that one? Um, yeah, uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure about specific numbers. However, it became really obvious when I was watching it that there is so much more that is new than is mm. Snyder's stuff. There are some blatant bits that are his, like there's some, like there's some really cool kind of like visuals where it goes all slow motion, which is a classic Snyder move to do things slow-mo, because <laughs> it looks nice. Um, but there's like this really, really awkward green screen. Like there's one point when I'm convinced that they did a freeze frame of Ben Affleck and then had Gal Gadot re-record a line to deliver to him while he was freeze framed. And then walk behind him in like in a green screen thing. It's really, really jarring. Are you like, on about the scene in the hangar yes. where the team are on about resurrecting Superman? Yes. Yeah, that is a reshoot. I don't, I and apparently, it. none of them were actually in the room together. They composite them together to yeah. look like they were. I'm not surprised at that because I could tell the second she walked behind him, I was like, he wasn't there. And I watched it again, and I was like, that is a fake yeah, it's shot. So odd. Mm. Um, so yeah. if I had to, like, if I was a betting man, I would say you're missing. At least half of the film that Snyder did. At least half. Um, I think it's more. I think more. I've I've heard because, more as well. Where I'm being because you know, this this th- th- that version of Justice League is only it's under two hours long. Yeah. Uh, which is very short for a film that's, let's say, is meant to be like an Avengers style. I didn't want to bring Marvel into it. Avengers style <laughs> uh, movie. You like a, a two and a half hour film sounds more plausible because. There's a lot of story to tell. There's a lot of characters to give it all the time to to flesh yeah. out. Because yeah. in that in that Justice League, the, the Flash and especially Cyborg, poor little fella, um, <laughs> gets no time at all. And I have no reason to really like him or understand what the hell's going on about him. Well, that's the thing as well. All, all of Cyborg's backstory was cut out, and they, they shot it all. They shot the Flash's like kind of backstory as well, like different bits, and that was all cut. <sighs> Man. I really also noticed this time that how much of the dialogue was not Snyder dialogue, or at least I know he didn't write it, but like the characters in Justice League would not exist in Battle of the Superman. No, not at all. Yeah, Batman so. doesn't make jokes about can no. you point me to Atlantis in Battle of the Superman? And there's like there was a weird bit early on when he like he and um Alfred have like a weird you're gonna ask Diana Prince out on a date kind of conversation. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that's good. not that's just that's not what the DCEU is. That's no. what the MCU is. That's not what DC's about. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. There's, there's such a, a day and night difference between Justice League and Batman versus Superman. It's, it it's, 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 it's crazy at it's some It's very points. jarring. It's very jarring. It's just so odd how, like when I watched it, I watched it last week as well, Justice League again, and Superman comes back at like, an hour and 13 minutes into it and then you don't see him again for another 35 minutes he's in, uh, he's in the film for at least 15 minutes in total yeah and, and, and that's like a big arc to kind of fulfill him like coming back after everything happened in Batman vs Superman it's just kind of squandered it happens in one scene it's the same scene he comes back in he gets reborn again properly because of Lois Lane like he's been dead and he's fine within five minutes well, yeah, that, that really that's the thing me. as well. 
the Lois Lane wasn't supposed to have been brought in by Batman in that scene. Apparently, she was just like kind of walking through Metropolis and then was aware of the kind of battle going on, and then she she ran over to the Heroes Park to stop Superman murdering them all. See, I, I as as a kind of a contrarian there, I actually quite like the fact that like Batman and Alfred talked about oh they need their big gun or whatever, and she was the mm. big gun, and I was like that actually makes a lot of sense that Bruce yeah. Wayne would think Lois Lane would be the only thing he, they could use to bring him back. So that that does make sense. I think if she was just walking by, that would be a bit too coincidental. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, like you say, some some of the weed and stuff, like, as much as I, I'm not a big fan of the film overall, some of it isn't all that bad. No. I don't mind no. the opening sequence at all. That's 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 Whedon's addition, oh, where see, he's on the roof. I, I, watching that, oh, man, it looks really cheap, that scene does. Yeah. And it's like, and what really bothered me as well was that, like, the background... He leaves the criminal. <laughs> well, he leaves him, yeah. But, I, well, I kind of got the impression that he was, like, a guy that he hired to pretend to be in trouble. So, like, summon him. But that's, that's mm. by, by the by. My bigger issue was the fact that, A, that rooftop looked really, really cheap. And also, the background of Gotham, it looked a lot more like Joel Schumacher's Gotham than it did, like, any other Gotham. Like, it looked that's really what I kind of vibe like, <laughs> It looked like steampunk and old, and it was weird. I didn't, I didn't vibe with that at all. And then the same thing mm. happened later when Commissioner Gordon, which they wasted J.K. Simmons, by the way. Oh, man, oh, don't. Massive, um, massively. And the point when he summons Come. them all to the roof. And that rooftop scene, again, looks really cheap because like, you can tell it's a reshoot. It just looks like they cobbled together in, you know, three days rather than a $300 million budget film should look like, mm. you know? To be fair, I've got two things to say about all this. One, I read a, an interview today about with the actor in that opening scene. What's his name? Holt, Holt, Holt Mc, the guy from Mine Hunter. Holt Hunter. McCoy. No, McCoy. Yeah. Is it McCoy? Originally, yeah, something like that. He originally, they shot that as like a comedy, as like a, a funny scene. Jeez. And then Warner and Warner saw it uh, and demanded they changed it. So Whedon had to re-edit it with the footage he had. And he sent he sent some kind of gift to halt at his home and it had a line say you don't win every battle or something apparently this actor's now got it like framed on his wall really? um <laughs> yeah i have to say i think i don't put much blame down to joss whedon for justice league because he had such a a short period of he was dealt a bad hand oh, yeah straight from the beginning didn't he had what he had 80 days to write edit something like that yeah film a, literally a, a brand new film because they weren't happy with Schneider's cut. Schneider, everyone's going to hate me because I keep saying his name wrong. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, so basically, it's basically it's the this execs mm. got involved and uh, ruined it, and now we're left in this situation where if this film was or TV series, miniseries is a success, and it, you know I'm sure it will be because I'm confident like that. Um, <laughs> Would you expect from them to carry the story on? Would the actors are the actors coming back to do act reshoots? Apparently, he's been in touch with most of the like primary cast, and they are coming back to at least do like new dialogue and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll shoot additional photography, but they're definitely coming in to do no like new dialogue for it. Because I'm a big fan of Affleck as Batman. I don't oh, know me why. Too. I think he's 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 built like he's built like. A British shit house. Is. <laughs> is in that training scene. What was that? That was Batman vs Superman. They've all mashed into one film for me now. But that's cut um, out from the main film. That training sequence. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So that's in the extent, extended one, is, yeah, is it? It is. Oh, he's an absolute machine. This is amazing, but that's yeah. kind of that's the kind of shape I expect Batman to be. 
you know, massive, broad-shouldered, big chin. We're not don't getting stop. into an R pack. Don't, thing, don't do we? this one, Dave. You know what's <laughs> happened recently. What's happened recently? We wrote Pattinson and everybody uh, getting no, a little not... bit frustrated with him. I oh yeah, I'm fine with that film happening. To be fair, I was quite happy if they carried on with this and Pattinson and Reeves have their, I would say, more down to earth um, Batman. Yeah. I've got I'm, no I'm really excited for Pattinson as Batman. I'm curious to see what they'll do with it. A younger me would be annoyed, but now I just don't give a toss. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, if if I'm liking something, and I and it really annoys me when you guys know how much it annoys me how a story just ends and it's meant to carry on and I never yeah. get answers. So they I are, want answers if this is really good. They're in I a want pixel, to see you. Like, yeah. Would you? So let's say hypothetically, you know, let's say just League is a real big success and they carry on you know with Aquaman 2 that's coming out with Wonder Woman 1984 that's coming out if they carry on the same storyline would you be fine if they just slot in Pants and Batman instead of Ben Affleck no I want that to be a separate thing I'm not opposed to it I mean there's been rumours that they're trying to go for the Flashpoint story at some point which I feel like oh, they were yeah. kind of going to use as like a failsafe in case the universe didn't pan out the way they were wanting it to. Mm. So I think they were trying to kind of hope that they could slot Pattinson in that way. But I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I would. I would hope to see more Ben Affleck if he if he wanted to come back to the role. Mm. Yeah, I think if they that do like... if they do the Flashpoint thing, they would have to have Batman Bat Ben Affleck sorry back to film like his demise and then yeah film Pattinson coming back through a time portal or something to like i don't know i don't know <laughs> give us a call warners we're ready to write that script <laughs> it's a good question as well like what what will be the new continuity going forward as well in the dcu because reese was saying the other day as well outside of the podcast if you think about it given the justice league we've got the films after aren't that affected no they're not but i guess that's retroactively because the story that Zack Snyder was going to tell this big kind of Infinity War scale story didn't happen. So I'm, I'm curious to see what the continuity will be. Well, it, it mm. does seem to be fair, like Shazam and Aquaman, especially those are two just standalone origin stories. They don't link yeah. to just in any way. So they can slot into the, into the overarching thing quite easily. I was so well, sad at the end of Shazam when it wasn't Cavill. Yeah. So I think I. it would have been one day, but it couldn't be now. <laughs> yeah. Do you not think there's another Superman? He, I reckon he's going to come back for another Superman. No? I think so. I think he's he's been playing. He's been the one that's been kind of the least vocal on the Snyder cut, and I think that's on purpose because he's trying mm. to kind of play the field with Warner Brothers. The other day think... they announced they announced they're going to do a Superwoman film, and now that's been put on the back burner because they didn't know what to do with Superman, and obviously yeah. they want to see what what outcome Superman's and reaction to this film or this miniseries or whatever. So. And plus, he's he, much. I don't. I'm not a massive fan of Man Steel, um, but I I think he's great. I think he he looks like Superman. Uh, again, he's built like a British house. Uh, <laughs> and I want. I, I kind of want to see him more as Clark Kent, the the you know the lovable loser yeah. kind of well, guy. That in, in the old really of BBS as well, you get more of him yeah, kind yeah. of being an, an investigative journalist, which is which yeah. nice to see. Guys, if you haven't seen the expanded the extended version of Batman vs Superman and you really hated Batman vs Superman, um, I recommend it. I, I, I wasn't... really do as well. 
it's it's a much different film. It is. Um, it fills in much... so many holes. And also, I was telling Sam the other day as well when we were on Warzone, probably that <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is really good. I didn't understand the criticism against him at all. I think he's I'm a very, to very good. That Lex. One. He's a very good Lex. I I can't third that one. I'm <laughs> uh, I wasn't a fan. Uh, no, he's just an E. I found him really annoying. I would like I'd like to see a Brian Cranston or something in that part. I thought yeah, he would be great. But then would that not just be Heisenberg too? I'm fine with that. Again, <laughs> true. That's, yeah, that's don't give a thoughts. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to be entertained now, Reese. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, I, when you've got a good actor, like well, they could have wasted him like they did with J.K. Simmons, to be honest. Mm. So, um, I'm not too sure. My final I, thing with this whole side of cut thing. Um, is I'm sure you've all seen Dave as well. So I know Sam definitely has. David Ayer <laughs> has been. I, I was oh, yeah. just to get onto this. Yeah, shouting out about doing a, side, a Suicide Squad recut, and I, I'm not like pro the Snyder cut. I'm just saying that I'm fine with how it is because of the extreme circumstances and that, that film ended. You know, where Snyder had to leave the cut at the you know before mm. post production, all that kind of stuff. However. The Suicide Squad cut, yes, I get, I understand that the studio meddled with it, but he still got the chance to finish his entire film. Like, whatever whatever he says, he disagrees with, you know, the people that edited it or whatever. I think tough shit, pal. I think <laughs> that film exists as it is. It's not as tragic a story as the Justice League story is. I think Suicide Squad is also kind of shite anyway. I don't think a re-edit will change that much about it. Um, but so I think hopefully this Justice League Snyder Cut thing does not spark like a, a new wave of oh let's recut every film ever going like <laughs> this is an extreme circumstance that should only apply to this, the Snyder Cut of Justice League for me this should not be the new normal well, that, that's the thing as well like how is the industry going forward going to change and react because of this because mm. mm. it's not every well, day you have well, the only other case I can think where this has happened is Superman 2, and that took like three decades for that yeah. film to be recut. And you've also so, got yes, like but... recently the the Sonic thing, when like the yeah. public complained about it, and then they designed they redesigned the entire character. Uh, I don't think that was a bad thing. The character was awful. Oh it, yeah, you're <laughs> it not wrong. Like, it was a better decision. <laughs> However, it does set a bad precedent. In, in I think this yeah. Way. We've had two films like be readers be you know recommissioned to change things by the public. So. We're now walking a, a dangerous tightrope in that yeah. kind of thing. Just a few things on on the Suicide Squad. One, Suicide Squad the first trailer was was great. Do you know what it meant? Is you that you started first... a joke one? Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, great. That was a good think... trailer. Uh, yeah, so I would like to see that film. And also, I read a report the other day. I don't know how. You know, a lot of stuff's flying around at the moment. And I thought that had already been greenlit, the David Ayer. Because so, it was talking about uh, a certain post-production company that was doing working on Schneider Cut and how long it was saying. And then it was saying it was also doing uh, Suicide Squad. It was, But I'm very confused about what's yeah, happening the, now. The, there's, a, there's like a rumoured report where as part of the kind of deal for the Snyder Cut, they're going to work on... David Ayer's Suicide Squad, and it's under a production name called Wolf. Mm, you had the same thing I did. I did, yeah. And apparently it's yeah. going to take at least six to nine months to complete. I don't know. That could have been about the Justice League, which would make more sense. But 
I don't know yeah. about um, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. I don't hate the film that came out. It's fine, but I don't know. Maybe maybe if he did want to kind of talk about this, maybe wait a little bit <laughs> just after we've just yeah. had this huge thing and now it, it seems like we're kind of pushing it a little bit. You don't push your luck too too soon, guys. Exactly. It's um, uh, but I like David Ayer's films. Fury is a great film. End of Watch is a great oh, I film. I love End of Watch. Uh, they're incredible films, but if... If, again, if there is a, a good version of Suicide Squad out there, um, I'd like to see it. But saying that, we're pretty James Gunn's Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad yeah. is coming out next year. Next next year as well. Yeah. Is, is there any need? Uh, well, I think that's ca- that's carrying on from the first Suicide Squad. Well, isn't well that's it not? the thing. Even if they put out the air cut, it wouldn't affect James Gunn's story because in the comics anyway, the Suicide Squad lineup changes every couple of years. And it's always right. a different kind of story, so but also, I couldn't see it affecting it too much. Isn't Idris Elba playing Deadshot now rather than Will Smith? No, he's playing, he's, he's playing a different character, apparently. Oh, apparently is it's it? not Deadshot. It's a shame that uh, about... Will Smith's on it. I really liked him. Yeah, Will Smith was fine. Squad. I thought it was good. Will Smith, I've, yeah, Margot Robbie, and I'm going to say it, Jared Leto <laughs> were fine. Yeah, I would like to see another version of... Because they talked a lot about that Joker, and, mm. and the final product was not good. Uh, and he was barely in it. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say Jake, uh, Jai Courtney for a minute there, Reese, and I was. Hey, he's fine as Captain I don't mind he's Jai fine. Courtney to be honest. Yeah. I, I get worried every time I, I see him in a film. And what was I watching the other day? Uh, Alita. I was watching, and he turned I've not up seen as. It yet. It's not that bad. It's, um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But he turned up as like one character, and he doesn't say anything, and I, you just pretty much see his face. And my eyes like, oh god, please don't let him talk. <laughs> And luckily, they didn't really let him talk, so I was fine with that. I even uh, enjoy all two minutes of Ben Affleck in Suicide Squad too. Exactly. So, oh, going to go back. To, would he come back and do a little bit on that? Uh, so that was all part of this universe, the that Justice League universe, or this Justice League universe. I'm very confused. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure next year, next year is going to be absolutely brilliant, guys. Oh God. Uh, yeah, man. Every week, mate. Every single week is going to be something. It's going to be a film. new film, mate. <laughs> Jump is going to be booming. <laughs> Business is going to be good. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I've got one quick, because I've written it down, Sam. Black suit. Black suit. A uh, lot of talk about the black suit and pictures yeah. of Superman in the black suit. I know we've gone back to but tell me, what is the big deal about the black suit, apart from it looks really cool? Uh, other than it looking awesome, uh, in the Death of Superman comic arc, it, it's kind of like a like a resurrection suit because his body gets taken to the the Fortress of Solitude and that suit kind of helps him regenerate. In mm. Justice League, I understand that he was going to get that suit temporarily. I, I, can't, I can't remember the specific details. I think he gets it in the bit where just after he comes back and it was... There's some there's a rumour and I don't know if it'll happen. As I say, it's all rumours at the moment, but apparently it was supposed to be temporarily under the control of Steppenwolf and that's why he has the dark suit. Okay. Don't know how true that is. Okay. But I did really right. want to see that suit because we saw it a little bit in Man of Steel in the, the sequence with him and Zod when they're mm. on the ship. Mm. But um yeah, I would I would very much like to see that happen. Yes, me too. Um I'm going to, I've got two more questions, and then we can probably wrap this up. <laughs> One, uh, oh no, three questions. Dark side. There was an actor. He's already been cast, hasn't he? Previously, yeah, Ray Porter called, is called Ray Porter. 
have, did they film scenes with him? They've or... done the the kind of like the preliminary CGI bits. It just needs finishing off, which is what they'll obviously have paid for now. And I believe okay. he's, he has recorded all his dialogue. That's excellent. Because there's a scene I'm... on um, Zack Snyder's Vero where Gal Gadot is doing some ADR and she's looking at basically a photo of Darkseid. Oh, getting me very excited about this. And Steppenwolf. I know we're going to get a new design Steppenwolf. Are, are they recasting him or are they going to I think it's still going to be... Because um... wasn't, he, wasn't he a Joss Biden? Biden. Joss uh, Extra. Wasn't his that actor brought in for that part for the reshoots and stuff because uh, i think that that actor what's his name again now here in that's Kieran. it yeah he was i think he was cast like from the get-go but the actual design okay. that they went with for the character was changed because I, I do massively prefer the bbs one not the marshmallow man that we see i'm sure i remember the yeah. um kieran hines came out and said that the stephen wolf that you see just is not the same character he recorded when he was filming mm. Like the, he got oh, okay. massively edited in the in the edit. Oh wow, that must be disappointing for him. Because mm. he signed on to do one thing, and then well, all for these actors, they've seen the vision of that the certain director had, and then you have to go for all filming it, and you're really excited, and then you watch the final thing, and it's rubbish, and then you have to promote the thing. Yeah, and then it got an absolute mauling, didn't it? <laughs> uh, it didn't it's got, it, a, it's got a, a wild forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. <gasps> oh god, really. <laughs> How can a film with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash not make over a billion dollars? I think it made I've... less money than Man of Steel and um, BVS in their runs as well, which is which like shocking, ast- astonishing. Why? How? Why? And how do you think that happened? Well, I think a lot. Of, oh, if you, if you want to take it, Reese, go. <laughs> well, my kind of take on it is: first off, it's because it was obviously a mess behind the scenes, but also mm. when you actually are watching the film there is a really, really obvious disconnect between Snyder visuals and the weed and tone. Like, I noticed it very clearly while I was watching it when it was it, it was like two different films in one. So I think word of mouth got around that just said that this film is not very good. Like, it just does not work as it, as it is. And I think word of mouth is what sells a film much more than reviews and trailers can. You know, like, mm. you know, that's why Avengers got, you know, $3 billion because it, you know, it, no, was it $3 billion? Yeah, it was $3 billion. Um, because everyone was saying, "Oh, I know it's the end of the MCU. You've got to see it. It's amazing." Compared to mm. Justice League being, "Oh, go see it for Henry Cavill's weird top lip," you know. Oh, yeah, we haven't done. <laughs> Let's just skim over that because we don't have to talk about that anymore. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. I'm I'm down to my final few, few questions. Uh, okay, I'm going to start with you, Reese, and then I'm going to you, Sam. I might do myself. What do you want to see in the the, the next the, the Schneider Cut? What what personally do you want to watch or see happen, or do you think makes it better, uh, Reese? Um, we'll come to you last time. Great question. Um, I think what I want to see is a film that matches up tonally with Batman vs Superman, because mm. when I watched the Ultimate Cut, there were lots of kind of like cool setups that the film that Snyder really wanted to kind of pay off in Justice League and pretty much none of them did. So like the, the whole nightmare sequence and stuff. I want to see where that goes. I want to see, you know, all these different characters actually getting a chance to be who they are. Um yeah. and I think but what I do want to know, maybe Sam can probably help me on this as well, is that will the Snyder have the same like ending 
you know when like with cyborg and superman separating the unity thing from each other like have i already seen the just league story that Zack snyder had written or is it a different like completely different, it's different story okay okay if you, different. It, the ending as i understand um when cyborg <laughs> spoilers <laughs> well <laughs> r- rumored spoilers <laughs> as i understand the ending just quickly in, in the in the snyder cut um cyborg would link up to the unity again uh trying to separate it and through that he would he would see um a vision of dark side on the other end through through the like the portals which are called boom tubes and he'd be looking back at him kind of thing and then superman would help him like separate it right. uh and then while they're doing that um aquaman helps the diana did decapitate steppenwolf wow and then his head floats all the way back up to dark side at the other end on apocalypse well and uh all the justice league face off at him like looking at the like the threat to come kind of thing because that's very different because in justice league <laughs> he like he survives like he goes up in his like his transportation tube with and are covered in parademons but he, you don't see him die like he, mm. he loses his helmet so that is a very different ending than what we've already seen Okay. There's yeah. a photo of of um, Steppenwolf being pierced by Aquaman's trident on Zack Snyder's Vero. If you scroll back, which is... I think is from that scene. I honestly don't even know what Vero is at this point. So... It's it's a social media platform that I think time has forgot. Books that Zack Snyder's keeping it alive. <laughs> Bless him. He must have he must have shares in it. I, I think he uh, might do. You know, it would make sense. Uh, I've got one more question, Sam, and this, I've written it down as well. There's a bit in the in Justice League where Aquaman saves a, someone from a boat, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he he throws him on the bar, gets the whiskey, whatever it is. It's and got he's a really got bad gr- continuity error as well. Uh, yeah, but it's got all the the green gunk over him. Uh, what is that? Oh, that's from the Parademons. Yeah, that's it's the Parademon um, blood. So it's Why, just... but there's no there's no Parademons on the no, boat. No, but I think yeah, no. I'm... Isn't it, that it just really confusing me? The parademons crashed that boat while they attacked the boat. Is that what it's saying? But why do they attack so. the boat? I've got no what? idea, Dave. If I'm honest with you, uh, I don't know yes! what they're trying to set up with that boat. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it green was, stuff. I don't think it's it really set up anything. Like I think it was just a scene to show Aquaman doing his day-to-day life of saving people who are getting stuck in the water. Um, hmm. But it was also really clear to me that the bit that bit when he saves the guy from the boat and then walks out into the sea again, that was a Snyder scene. You could tell. Oh yeah. The way yeah, it was shot massively. and the slow-mo and like the water crashing over him like that, that was Snyder visuals hundred percent. Well, that was in mm. the, like the first trailer, wasn't it? The mm. film that I was sold on with the icky thump playing in the background as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Tra- that's a pretty cool trailer. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of Snyder's films to be fair. Uh, I don't like Sucker Punch. I think it's fucking a terrible film. Um, Sorry. I'm not. I'm, oh, it makes me angry thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> Watchmen. Watchmen. I wasn't sold on 100%. I liked 300 and I liked Dawn of the Dead. Which cut of Watchmen have you seen? Uh, I only seen it in the cinema. So I haven't seen the extended Ultimate Director's Edition. I've seen called. the Ultimate Edition. I watched it in uni. And the, the Ultimate Cut makes it worse. Like the ultimate cut <laughs> is absolute shit. If if you're going to watch the extended cut, watch the director's one because the ultimate one adds an entire subsection with Gerard Butler that's not present. Mm. It's like how a, many, cu- a how many cuts are there? There's the theatrical, there's the um, 
directors and ends the ultimate. The ultimate's nearer to four hours. Yeah. It's... And who, who who cut that one? Just the studio? I think I've, I don't know whether Zack Snyder cut them both, but the one I always watch is the director's cut. I think that's the most like kind of okay. coherent oh. one. Yeah, the ultimate you cut know, is the but... one that's got like a really weird 2D cartoon animated. That's bit. the one, yeah. And I'm like, this is just absolutely dire. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the original, but yeah. So, but this I'm excited about. What I really want to see, I want to see the characters fleshed out, flushed out a bit more. I want to see a bit more Fla, uh, Cyborg and Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I definitely want to see a little bit more how they've got their powers, especially Cyborg. Apparently, he's a really big part of this film. That's what was Zack Snyder's been banging on for mm-hmm. about for ages. I cannot wait to see more Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, be more central. I love how he always uh, he always seems to be like he's outgunned and outnumbered, and he looks around, thinking all these people have got incredible powers, and he's just dodging bullets <laughs> and uh, planets being thrown at him and stuff. I think it's hilarious. Uh, obviously, want more Superman. Obviously, yeah. want more Wonder Woman. I just want a better story. I want better CGI. If you can promise <laughs> oh, me that God, as well. CGI <laughs> awful in Justice League, man. And yeah, and I'm excited that they haven't they got Junkie XL back to do the. The, it's going to be a completely yeah, well, new soundtrack well, as well. I was just about to say, like, in the things I'd, I'd want from it, I want the original score that Junk XL was working on and then he was booted off it halfway through. Mm. Which is bizarre as well. It's yeah. also, it's really um, weird. In There's a point in Justice League when, when they go to reanimate Superman and they're in the, in the crashed Krypton ship again. And in that scene, they literally use the um, Hans Zimmer Junk XL score from Batman vs Superman. Like, they yeah, use that so same odd. thing. And then they go back to Elfman in, in the next scene. I'm like... What is going on here? Like it's like literally in the edit they like clicked um Hans Zimmer MP3 and directed <laughs> into that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's just not a... like I said, I didn't hate it, but it's definitely nowhere near my top favourite films of um it's comic book films. I prefer the original Daredevil film to this at this point. <laughs> um I rewatched that quite recently. I watched it there. It's fun. Cut. It's fun. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> Um, I saw it twice in the cinema a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, I just want to be entertained more than anything. Uh, I'm not a, a massive comic book fan or know the history like you do, Sam, which is really impressive. That's why you're so good on this. Um, I just, in the end, I just want it to be good. And I if think, there I is, that's good, what we all want. If there's a good justice, because it deserves to be good, this story should be up there with the Avengers kind of thing. This has got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, which I hated, uh, in the same film. This should be this should be this should be epic. You don't and it really wasn't. bring Aquaman into my domain, please, Dave. Uh Jump five stars, Online. Wasn't it? Five... Junker Online gave it five stars. So I, uh, I hate I it so much. Aquaman. It was pretty good. And, uh, yes, I, I know you do. I'm on I'm on weirdly, I'm on the ones that do not like it. I just don't get it. But I like I like him as Aquaman, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I just it was bizarre, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I I just want it to be good, and I want to see a really good version of this film. And I'm definitely going to watch it when it comes out. And, I'll, and if it was a four hour film, I'd probably go watch it for a four hour film. I don't think I'll drag many of my friends along or my wife. She would have no. She went and saw Batman the First Superman with me and fell asleep in it. <laughs> so, but a mini series, I can see. How Sam explained it earlier, how they would do it weekly and you know yeah. keep people to yeah. HBO. It makes financial and business sense. So that's where I lie with it. Sam, what do you expect? What do you want? Go. Um, I, I mean the most important thing to me because I'm just a big fan of Superman as a character and especially 
at Henry Cavill specifically in that role. I just want to see his story kind of fulfilled because Zack Snyder was saying how Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman and Justice League are kind of like a mini Superman trilogy in a way, and his story is mm-hmm. kind of like the the heart that goes through them all. So I'd like to see that cleared up. And like we're just saying, I like to have the proper Junkie XL score with the kind of hints of the previous themes that we've had as well. Because like you can't have a Justice League movie and not use the epic Wonder Woman theme like mm. at all. Oh, You've they do, that. but there's a really it's like the weird Elfman version of it. It's really strange. <laughs> uh, again, I just want to see the story that I was expecting to get in 2017, this kind of big Infinity War scale story with all these characters that I've loved like for ages, just to have that kind of big moment. And unfortunately, we didn't get that. We got like a superhero film from like 2002. Mm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to see the, the, the proper vision that Zack Snyder had originally. I, I still think that ages ago, it was meant to be Justice League Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah. I still, it by the sounds of like what you've said and what the story sounds like it's going to go, um, it should be two parts, I think. Um, well, that's what I think they were, they were trying to do. And yeah. then they've obviously had to course correct the entire universe and change the slate of films because of what happened. Uh, yeah, I agree. And like I said, I was trying to say that if this is the last time that we see Henry Cavill and and Affleck as their characters, then at least hopefully it's good. Mm. You know, at least send them off in a. I'd be heartbroken if Henry Cavill doesn't play the role again. I'll be genuinely heartbroken. He's a really good Superman. But who else? Who else out there at the moment could you see doing what he does as Superman? Like even the, his build or his I don't look. Know. It's just like if you know the story as well of Henry Cavill trying to get the role. He he'd been after it for like ten years and auditioned for multiple Superman films, and then Zach, and then Zack Snyder finally gave him the opportunity. Mm. He sounds. He got, like... down to the, he got down to the last two, didn't he? Of like Batman, and he got down to the last two. Was it James Bond as well? Yeah, he he, got... he was supposed to be James Bond, and then they literally flipped onto Daniel Craig like two weeks before. Unbelievable! No right, yeah, yeah. They were going to go to a different route. They were going to go younger Bond, weren't they? So does that yeah. mean that in a parallel universe, Henry Cavill is James Bond and Daniel Craig is Superman? I mean... Probably somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's Benoit Blanc is Superman. <laughs> oh, man. A, a Knives Out movie with Henry Cavill in like a man from Uncle S character oh, with Benoit yes. Blanc. That's what you want. Oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'd, wa- I'd watch it. That's another I'd podcast. <laughs> um... I think that is a great place to put it. All I think we'll say is, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should come back and review it when we've seen it. Yes, um, definitely. You can count the, me in if, for that one. Me too. If the jump cast gods let us put us together again, uh, I think we should <laughs> do it because we've, we're expecting a lot. Mm. You hear us, Nick? Damn you. <laughs> cool. Okay. On to the next part of the show. Which was meant to be the main feature, but we're now well. This is about nearly an hour. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, continuing on the Batman theme, uh, my series of jump cast episodes have been to do with or anniversaries. Last year, last week or week before now, I did it the twentieth year anniversary of Gladiator, and it just so happens to be the fifteenth year anniversary of Batman Begins. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a thing I wrote. So, you know, because I took some time and effort to do it. 
Uh, we're here to celebrate the 15th year anniversary of Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Batman Begins premiered in the U US on June 6th, 19th general release, and was released on the 16th of June in the, in the UK, year 2000, I should say. Uh, Axel F's Crazy Frog was number one in the UK. Do you guys remember that? Or too I young do. For it? I also do, mate. Fucking awful, wasn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I really hated it. And in the in the states, Mariah Carey's "We Belong Together" was topping the charts. Bang! Uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember it. I don't, don't remember, remember that, it. but I remember Crazy Frog. Yeah, well, how can how can you forget it? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was the top of the UK and the US box office. Underrated. Um, uh, it is an underrated film. Batman gets at the top of the, both the US and UK. Uh, Box office for two weeks. Do you know what it, what it knocked off? What it got knocked off by? Any guesses? 2005. No. 2005. Mm, no, no idea. It was Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Oof. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, so Batman Begin had a budget of about $150, million. They really <laughs> went hard on the bat suit, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did an incredible job for it for $150. <laughs> uh, God. Um, which is about $121 million in UK sterling. Uh, it made about $374 million worldwide, which is about $303 million sterling. Uh, is that it? it wow. Yeah. It, really? It was not... Yep. Yeah, it was not a massive success. Wow. It got one Academy Award nomination. Uh, Sam, can you guess what it is? I'm guessing it's for sound or something like that. It's not. It was for VFX. best best achievement in cinematography. Ooh. Well, that, you um, know what? Yeah, fair play. It was Wally Fister. Wally Fister, yes. Thank, thank very, you. Very very good uh, cinematographer. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Uh, uh, he's currently, I'm going to go by IMDb, so currently has a rating of 8.2 on IMDb and is currently sitting at 129th in the top rated movies, which is two movies, uh, two places above Green Book. Weirdly. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is, though, above Raging Bull, which is 146, The Thing, which is at 164, Jurassic Park apparently is at 165, which is which is criminal. Yeah. Uh, Blade Runner at 169, and Mad Max Fury Road at two, uh, 200, two, 200, 203. Where's Justice so, League? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I didn't really go up to see what it was above because it was just depressing me about what was below it. Uh, cast it, it starred Christian Bale as was cast as Batman. It had Liam Neeson. Uh, Michael Caine, Katie Holmes, that weirdly got nominated for Worst Actress in Ra the Razzies, the Razzies, wow. which is a piece of shit, but I don't think it even warrants that. Uh, Killian Murphy, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Ken Watterby, uh, Tom Wilkinson, and uh, Retu Hua. I, I can't completely murdered his name. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my spiel. Guys, you both like Batman Begins, hopefully, otherwise you're on the wrong podcast now. Yeah. I love Batman Begins. Who wants to start? Why do you like it then, Sam? Um, it kind of like think when I rewatched it recently, it 
it sets the blueprint in a way for the kind of origin story format that a lot of superhero films would go for, like Iron Man in particular. And I think if yeah. you watch this in comparison to the other two films, it feels more like a quote-unquote Batman film than a film, if you get me. I think The Dark Knight is a film, <laughs> and this is is more like a, a Batman film. I don't know if you, if you get what I mean. I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I can kind of understand what you're saying, yeah. And I don't know, the stuff in this film that's really admiring in comparison to the other two, not that the other two are bad, it's just there's things in this that I think are kind of lost later on, like the geography of Gotham as well. I feel like it has a real identity in this film, like mm. the Narrows and Arkham Asylum. And there's like a scene where um, where Kate Holmes drives Bruce Wayne off the kind of the, the cityscape down under, into like the underbelly of, of Gotham in it. It's stuff like that like, I really appreciate. It's, yeah, I, it's funny that you were saying about how uh, other superhero films uh, took their blueprint from this because I read today that even James Bond, the makers of Bond, saw this film and then that's where the idea of like Casino Royale mm. and that whole idea of freshening it up came from, came from Batman Begins mm. just because of the aesthetics and the look and the way they went about it because... At this point, superhero films, like we said, uh, what was at this at this point? Uh, Daredevil, Fantastic Four. Yeah. You've had the the original Batman's, which started off pretty dark, but then Forever and Batman and Robins mm. went somewhere else with it. Uh, we did have Spider Man Two the year before. Yeah, you're 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 quite right. That was also a start of a movement. And, um, but for me, this is just I love. I love the look of it. I love the sound of it. I yeah. love that it was it was a Batman story that hadn't been told on film before as in the actual birth of of batman or mm. the beginning of batman obviously because it's called batman begins um <laughs> so that i found that really refreshing because at that point uh you guys how i don't know how old you were in 97 i was like 12 so you're probably like two I was um there you go <laughs> i was one <laughs> <laughs> So even at that point, I could tell that Batman and Robin was not a good film, uh, and it it really did kill it off. So when this came out, when I was when I, however age I was like twenty, um, yeah, this is the kind of movie I wanted to see, the kind of Batman that I wanted to watch, uh, the kind of films I was in. It was a much more mature and adult film, um, which really I found engaging, and the cast are just brilliant in it. Yeah, um, the cast is phenomenal in this film. I mean, I read it out. It's just. I mean, how many Oscar winners have you got in there now? One, two, three, uh, four, five, five, six. And then you've got a bunch of nominees. It's just incredible. And at this point, um, yeah, it's, like this is just incredible. Uh, Reese, got anything to point at why you enjoyed it or what you uh, love about it? Yeah, so I, I also watched it again recently, literally over the weekend. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it because it was, like Sam said, I think Sam hit it on the head whereas it was a very very good batman film like so mm. what i always think when i think batman begins i always think of two sequences the first one is when he first becomes the batman and he's in the the docks in the container mm. and he actually kind mm. of gets to sneak around and kind of abduct people from the skies and all that kind of stuff and actually become batman that's when he first says i'm batman to falcone or whatever um <laughs> but then you've also got the one of my favorite bit of the whole film is the tumblr sequence when he when you first have the car chase um Man. that scene is amazing because it's it's a the best that's the best battle deal for me i think it's so cool Ooh. yeah hans zimmer's soundtrack for that sequence is 
absolutely amazing. Um, and it's just it showcases like all the different modes of the Tumblr. Like it was still just like a massive tank of a car, but it also still had the Batman quirks of like the little kind of like hole you could squeeze into and shoot guns out of and then come back out of it. Like <laughs> it still had that cheese level because it was like it was the kind of film that had to bridge Batman and Robin into the Dark Knight era. So it, ha- it still had mm. to have that level of cheese to kind of keep the old the fans of the old films in while also introducing it to a whole new modern dark era of Batman. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. I think it's got very very good acting, as you've already said. And I also really like that in like Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, you've got the Joker and Bane. In Begins, Scarecrow is not like that big of a villain, if that makes sense. It is about Batman, no. and he is yeah. just like he's an enemy, so he's got to try and defeat. But it is about how Batman becomes Batman, and I really like that how it focuses more on him than the actual villain. And I think that they they. So obviously, Silly Murphy is an excellent actor. I think he's brilliant as Scarecrow, but he's he's used just enough for me to like sell Scarecrow as, as a scary guy. It's not about Scarecrow; it's about Batman. Whereas, whereas Dark Knight is about the Joker, as whereas you know yes. this is more about Batman himself. So, I, I, yeah, I really like Batman Begins. It's really good. Well said. I think <laughs> at this point as well, the an audience and the audience have changed since the 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 nineties and the. 80s Batman's. I think the, the the makers, even Warner's at this point, I think might have clocked on that the the audience have matured mm-hmm. and they wanted something different from their superheroes and they knew that at that point that these characters do have a massive following and it's not all you know bubble gum and balloons and and bright lights and you know whatever that was happening in in Batman and Robin. They wanted they wanted well dark darkness and death and destruction and wanted, just it was the i i just enjoy the tone of it i loved it they wanted a real story didn't they they wanted an actual a story that felt like it could exist in the real world you know yeah how brave of them do you think it was to put christopher nolan who at that point i'm not quite he'd done memento hadn't he um he'd done memento and he'd done insomnia and he'd done his, his very early film as well following the following yeah how brave of them do you think to give this man because clearly I think they must be impressed with Memento and Insomnia are both uh, quality films, um, but it's not—they're not really superhero films. No. But at the end of the day, you know, they saw something there with his vision that but they wanted to bring that, on. That was one of my main notes about Nolan was the fact that this was his—that this was his big break, wasn't it? Like Memento became like a cult hit, where it was like mm. this guy is going somewhere. Insomnia, he had Ron Williams and Al Pacino involved again, two legendary <laughs> actors, you know. But then. Batman Begins was the first time where he was given here is your three figure, but uh, no, a nine figure budget. Go and make us a Batman film, and like it's a yeah. massive, massive pressure on him as like he was maybe like you know maybe thirties or forties at that point, um, and he showcases both his like his best tendencies, but also he showcases like he's still learning in Batman Begins as well because there are some of the kind of fight sequences aren't as slick as they are in, say, Inception or in uh, Dark Knight Rises, for example. They mm. are still a bit more kind of like rough and ready. Like, they're still good, but he's still got things to learn about blockbuster filmmaking. And I think it's really good to see that, if you compare that to, say, like, Dunkirk, because Dunkirk is a film where Nolan is completely in control of every single aspect of it, whereas Begins, you can tell he is still perfecting his craft. Um, and by, yeah. I really like seeing that. I, see, I like seeing his development as a director from 2005 up to 2017 like it's such a cool process and i think it was a massive risk but i think the risk paid off shall we say (laughs) i think it i I think it did as well uh and as 
but do you remember when this uh, when this came out? Did they did they announce it was always going to be a trilogy, or did they say this is just Batman and this is I what you're going to get? It was just a film at that point, and then because it was such a kind of success, that I think that's when they like like Christopher Nolan kind of got bored with it. Mm. I can't remember them saying it were ever a trilogy. But but looking at the the money it made, it doesn't look like it made lots of money. I'm surprised that one they they carried on with him. Yeah, because I know it made a profit, but not mm. a massive, Only not just. a massive profit. Only just, especially maybe if you're putting in what marketing. Sometimes they don't even include in there, and this is quite a heavily marketed film. Yeah, they must have seen that this this has legs, and I think also I think this had a slow start and it really people. Word of mouth mm. got around about Batman Begins. It was definitely not an instant hit, I don't think. Like I said, it's only at the box at the top of the box office for two weeks in America and UK. That's not a lot of the time. I think Meet the Fockers was Meet the Fockers <laughs> was the same year, and that was at number one for like four a month. So, Christ. you know, it, it wasn't a massive hit, and it mm. like it got one nominee. Even got Katie Holmes got nominated for a Razzie for it. Um, which is except that's harsh. Yeah, but she's harsh, harsh because I think she's okay. I don't. She, I mean, she's the only female character in this. Mm. Um, the second female character that has the most lines is like a a waitress apparently, which is the woman that was in his first film, following, and that's it. No one else uh, <laughs> says any more lines. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I she didn't come back for the sequel because she was too busy making what was it? Easy Money or something, whatever it was called with. Queen Latifah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something like it. Money Banks. Um, no idea. But I think she's actually quite good in this. I don't get all the hate. Can you explain it to she, me? Or am I... She, like... Because her, her character's not written on a... It's not a real a comic book character. It was written... Apparently it was written for her. Really? Yeah. That's what I read today in the IMD trivia, IMDB trivia, which has mm. to be true. I just think right. at the time, at the time, in 2005, she was probably at the height of her fame because of Dawson's Creek, and I think mm. they they had in this film they had you know the Christian Bale is a big name character we've got to have a big name love interest for him, and she was the biggest love interest they could probably get at the time, um, so they probably just kind of picked her up and I I, I like you I think she's absolutely fine I I think Maggie Gyllenhaal's better in The Dark Knight right um but yes. yeah Katie Holmes is fine. No complaints. I don't think she, yeah, I don't think she not, uh, deserves a nominee for worst actress, unless that was a, you know, every, unless every actress is acting really well that year. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not quite sure what came out. You know, Revenge of the Sith was the same year, no, so you know, Natalie Portman wasn't great either. Yes, I said it. Um, <laughs> we should talk about Bale because. Um, at this point, I think he wasn't, you know, wasn't is he, he was an actor, wasn't he? I think this is, and he, he wasn't really known for these kind of parts. Not at all. I think, um, I don't know what year, Reign of Fire was and stuff like that. Yeah, he'd had Reign but, of Fire and American Psycho and um, Machinist American, as well, yeah, under, his beat, Mar- under his belt. Was it, beat. Was, it, was, it, was it Machinist that he did that and then did this and had to go from one extreme to the other? Yeah, I, it was, I yeah. just read that. Um, he lost, in 2004, he lost four stone for Machinist. And then within six months, he gained back seven stones to play Batman. Good insane. grief. Uh, he does look like he, a tank in this film, though. He does. What I really like about Bale in this film, and I'm, I like him as Batman, don't get me wrong, 
but I, I love him as Bruce Wayne. Mm. I think this that, is his I best think, Bruce Wayne performance. I think. Yeah, him as the Playboy millionaire or billionaire, whatever it is. I just, I, I buy it. I think he can flip and change as well as anyone, yeah. whoever's played Batman uh, between the two. Um, not always convinced as his Batman, but sometimes in his other films, he's been overshadowed, obviously, by Heath Ledger and mm. The Dark Knight. But, mm-hmm. I think um, there, there was a lot of talk about his voice in these films. And in Dark Knight and Dark Rises, it's a bit shite. It's a bit too like intensely gravelly. However, in mm-hmm. Begins, that's it works. it's the best Batman voice because it's not like he's changing his voice, but it sounds like a man who is changing it because he needs to hide it rather than he's trying to sound gruff. You know, he's just trying yeah. to hide, hide his voice. You know, when he's talking to Rachel in the train or whatever. Like it's it's it is the best voice he does is in Batman Begins rather than the other two. Yeah, yeah I mean, I he, he could have just done what. Ben Affleck doesn't his and have his voice changer. Why yeah. can't you have just done that? I think like the best application of the voice is when he's got um I forget the cop's name now, but the cop who he hangs upside down and you get that like iconic line now, it's like swear to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. That is great. Uh is is he your favourite Batman? He's not my uh, favourite. He's my favorite. Oh, we got in that co- Is he your favorite? okay. Uh, let's do a quick ranking. <laughs> we on the front. Okay, uh, who wants to go first? Or should, should I go first? You go first. <laughs> well, I think. Okay, I'm going to go Keaton. Mm-hmm. I'm, and then I'm going to go Affleck. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. And then I'm going to go Bale. Uh, then I'm going to go Kilmer. Yeah. And then I'm going to go Clooney, obviously. I'm not including the TV Batmans or... Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't include West either. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I don't, I'm afraid. I'm gonna go. Bale first. Oh. Affleck second. Keaton third. Kilmer fourth. Clooney fifth. I'm gonna go. Affleck first. Oh. Then I'm gonna go. Keaton. Bale. Kilmer. Clooney. Yeah. Well, at least we're all say, consistent. I rewatched Batman Forever as well, and I I don't mind Val Kilmer. I think he's quite a good Bruce Wayne. I I like Batman Forever, but it was also the first. I think it was the first Batman I saw on cinema. Yeah, and Jim Carrey, and I loved him at that point. It, and Tommy I, Lee Jones. I genuinely think it is good. So do I. It generally, I, it's so fun. Yeah, it's an entertaining film. It is, but I don't know if it's a good Batman film. Probably not um, in that sense, but as an like he says, an entertaining film, it definitely works. Like Jim Carrey is uh, awesome in that film. <laughs> I mean, if you want to introduce your kids to Batman, that's mm. colourful. It's loud. It's bright. Carrey's doing well. Yes, he's yes. eating up the scene. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 that's probably the one I would introduce kids to. I probably wouldn't even show them Batman and Robin, to be honest. No, I. Um, but yeah, I, I've got a soft spot for it. I, I agree with you, Sam. I nearly, it was between this, the 15 year anniversary of this, or a 25th anniversary of Batman Forever, but I thought um, the listeners might want to care about Batman Begins a bit more. But I could have If wrong. you want Batman Forever, let us know, because I'm ready <laughs> and waiting to talk about Mace. Batman Forever. So am I. Uh, and Reese can come back for it, because he's been watching lots of Batmans recently. I have. So I have. You know, it's fine. Uh, where do we get to? The supporting cast, who really stands out for you? Michael Caine. Michael Caine, surely. Michael Caine. He is 
I really like Jeremy Irons as, as uh, Alfred in Just League in PBS. But Michael Caine is my Alfred for me. He's the, mm. the best version of the character because he's 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 not like a weird guy who understands you know tech and all that kind of stuff. He's just a butler who cares about his ward, not his ward, whoever is you know the guy that he works for. And yeah. he actually is a human being, and he's like, you need to watch, look out for yourself, pal. Otherwise, you're going to kill yourself. He's not, you know, he, he's he's Batman's moral compass in this. He's rather than his like psychic, you know. So I think Michael Caine, yeah, he's really good in the in this trilogy. His his chemistry with Bale is is off the chart. It I is. think I can I can watch those two just banter for a movie. I think all the time, like when they're talking about the Batmobile and he's showing the TV, and he's like, "What do you even call that?" Mm. And Bale's like, "That just goddamn good TV, whatever it is." <laughs> That's fucking great, uh, Sam. Do you a big fan of Michael Caine in this? Uh, I or... am, but I would. I do have to say, I think Jeremy Irons is my Alfred. Wow, you really like this the Justice League version of this one? <laughs> I do. You? I like I like Jeremy Irons' Alfred because he's kind of like the um, what's the universe called now? There's like there's like a Batman collection called Year. It's not Year One, Frank Miller. It's something else. It's something like that. Anyway, but um, Alfred in that is kind of like a, a World War Two veteran. That literally at one point beats sort of Bruce because he's being a dick in the <laughs> yeah. Batcave, and I, I like that they kind of took that aspect. But in the supporting cast in this film, I would say that my favorite is Liam Neeson. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. he's exceptional in this film. Mm. And this is before he started kicking and punching people. It is. Which I don't know. There's just something about Liam Neeson and his like line delivery in this film that's so fucking cool. <laughs> is it his tash? <laughs> it might with a tash. I mean, rewatching it now, like if you've got like the most kind of un like low knowledge of comics, you would get oh that's Razar Ghoul. Come on, look at the look at the mustache. That's cool. Yeah, I read today that he had to keep ducking down because he was too tall. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because he, he's six foot four. Uh, Bale's six and a half foot, and obviously he's meant to be the size of all those um, uh, samurais or whatever they are in wherever they are, yeah. in, in the mountains. And then that scene where he's got to try and guess and hit him and he hides between all the other people. Apparently he was, Yeah, brilliant. He was just towering over everyone. So that either he had to duck down or they put all the extras and other people on stilts so they're all <laughs> yeah. the same height, which I think is brilliant. Even uh, his fake character name is goes like, my name is Emilio Ducard. Ducard. So cool. It, 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 and he is a cool actor. I know yeah. recently he's he said some really bizarre things recently, <laughs> but this is <laughs> this is when he wasn't off his rocket or mm. you know this is and like I said this is before Taken. Yeah, it's before so, he sold so, out and became Brian Mills. Yeah, and he owns that as well. Like that that fight on the river on the the frozen lake. Yeah, excellent, really good, excellent yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just love the way a lot of people complain that there's that it took too long for Batman to become Batman. And I think that's what that's what I like about it the most. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. The training sequences and the time. It, it, I don't know what. Probably an hour and a half before he actually puts a suit on, or an hour and fifteen minutes. Whatever. I've it literally was. got in my notes now. Um, bullet pointed an epic journey, and that and that's exactly what this film feels like. Yeah, I just I think they didn't rush it. They 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 gave what that what the story deserved. What it needed was. You've seen Bruce's parents be killed before in Cameron, Batman, and everyone was getting a bit tired, really tired of it now. Uh, 
and they went a different way with it. Um, and it definitely told a story that I hadn't heard before. But this is what I keep wondering about what I enjoy it the most. But I really enjoyed Morgan Freeman in this role yeah, as well. Right. It has uh, Luther Fox. Gary Oldman's great. Um, but I think we talked about there's not a bad performance in that in that cast. Nope. Would you no. say there's no weak links at all? No, but... I think everybody like is 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 really good in this film. I mean, there's obviously kind of standouts for all of us, but I think everybody gives in like a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Such a, yeah, such a solid performance. I did not see everyone who going back to like this being an epic journey for Batman. Um, it never felt like it was a drag to be him to become Batman because it, what I really liked was it showed him getting all of his equipment. Like it mm-hmm. showed him getting I his fabric. I loved that as well. That was like watching, you know, Iron Man suiting up, you know? That was him. If you just suddenly had Batman show, show up as a guy in this black suit, you'd be like, what the hell's cracking off? But because it shows him talk to Lucius Fox and he just like, he experiments all these different things and he, you know, he properly grinds down his new bat what are they called? Bat. Batarangs. Batarangs, thank yeah. you. Like, he, he go, it goes to the detail of making this guy, like, he's worked hard for this, and now he can finally be Batman after an hour and a half. And it, But also, Christian Bale is so good as Bruce Wayne that I just didn't notice. Like, you follow him, his character, and then you realise, yeah, I understand why he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the vigilante of Gotham. Like, he wants to mm. do that for the city. And he, he can't get there in a blink of an eye. He's got to work on this, and he's got to try and get the best system he can in place. And he fucking nails it. So well done, Bruce. I love, yeah. I love the scene where he makes the battering. He's like, it's time my enemies share my dread. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, because like you're saying, he he's they had to buy a thousand pieces to just the ears exactly. in the first uh, the first batch. <laughs> We're not good. So he just don't get hit on the head, I think Alfred tells him, which is great. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we mentioned the Batmobile earlier because I think, Sam, did you say it's your favourite Batmobile? I Reese did. did. Oh, Reese, I agree with you. I like how it was a cross between a Hummer yeah. and a, a Lamborghini. Like, that, and that actually, I think, at all the the that actually works. You can actually probably see that on the road. Yeah. As in, it's actually a vehicle. Like the original Batmobiles, which look very nice to be honest. Um, I couldn't actually see yeah. doing the job that they're meant to be doing mm. when he's been rolling around Gotham. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love that. What they, they call it? The Tumbler, don't the they? Tumbler, yeah. yeah. I love the I love the scene when they first get in it and try out, and then asks, "Does it come in black?" And I was like, "Fucking yes!" <laughs> they had it on get Top Gear there. as well when the film came out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember. I can't remember what was it now. I think my mum came to me like, "Oh, they've got the Batman car on TV, Sam. They got the Batman car." And I was like, "What? <laughs> Put it on!" <laughs> That's my high voice, man. Um. We should talk about the vision. Weirdly, this 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 film's quite quite a few visual effects, right? Uh, I think they've done quite well because yeah, I can't actually. Think... Mm. Yeah, like you said earlier, that Gotham's very believable. Yeah, um, and I think that's what the the problem they have with Bisley. Where are they filming? Is it Chicago or something? Or Chicago? Uh, yeah, I think that's a perfect. It's got like the train going through the city, isn't it? That's in Chicago. Yeah, I think that was a perfect place to film it. Um, any scenes that you think weren't great? Um, that you thought because this is aged. This is now fifteen years old, um, and there's films like you said, uh, Spider-Man Two was a year before it, right, Sam? Yeah, yeah. And, and some of that is starting to look a bit, you know, 
bit CGI. Ropey. Mm. Yeah, but obviously that's Spider Man. But this this is aged incredibly well. I just I couldn't I couldn't fault it. No, yeah. Of all of it, to be fair, especially the scene the horses when the um <laughs> yeah. the demon horses. I, I thought I was, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think they they mask it quite well because that bit with with the scare toxin and how it makes everyone's vision kind of go all fucky. Um, they mask the CGI really well because they make the camera so like disorientating, so it, it mm. blends in really nicely. And it, there's even I even like the bit when when Batman turns the scare toxin back onto the Scarecrow and then oh. he becomes like the demon bat with like all mm. the the black sludge coming through his mouth. I'm like that. Yeah. that looks really cool. That looks really cool. So many cool scenes. I do have a question. Uh, I didn't obviously. I don't, I don't really know about Raoul Ra- Ra- Ghul and Ducard and all that. I didn't see that twist coming. I didn't. Uh, okay. I didn't have a clue. First, uh, first time because isn't Raoul Ra- Ghul? I know he's got something called the Lazarus Pits, right? And I didn't know yeah. that because I didn't know that because of the games I play, which are great. <laughs> um, but for you, did that storyline work? Were you? Did you buy that? Did you believe it? Did you? You know, you see it coming, or did you just suddenly Liam Neeson turns up and you think, "Fucking hell, didn't see that coming." Um, I think the first time we- I watched it, I wasn't kind of clued up on comics and stuff as I was now. So I think the twist, if I remember, it did work. But like when I rewatched it recently, it's like you look at his the, the aesthetic of Liam Neeson. It's like, come on, that is, that is Razagul. Oh, I'm just not as smart then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel that any kind of twist, I just don't see it coming because I'm just not clever enough. Um, but no, I didn't see it coming. I believed that Neeson was just, you know, his mentor, and then he mm-hmm. would be the guy that helps him. And he, you know, I didn't. I never thought he had an ulterior motive. Of he is Ra's al Ghul. Plus, I'm so used to bad guys in in Batman films being actual bad guys. And when you mentioned the Scarecrow, and I was like, oh, it's just gonna be him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, but then he starts mentioning. Oh, you know who I serve, and it still didn't click for me the first time I saw it. I was like, "Ah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this." Um, but yeah, I love it. Who did the music? Was it Hans Zimmer? It was. It was. Yeah. Was this his first uh, outing into superheroes? Or I he done... think it might have been. I'm gonna check that now. But it's, it's the score is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Do you own this one, Sam? I do own it. I've got it on like an orange and brown splatter vinyl. That's like the colours of the film. Can you include Pirates Caribbean as superheroes? That's quite epic. Yeah, but he nicked that from Gladiator. True. That's <laughs> true. That is true. And if... Wait, oh, he did Thunderbirds? Oh, my God. Yeah, he did, man, because he did the f- the theme with Busted. <gasps> wow. No. What a career. How can you have a Thunderbirds film and not really have the Thunderbirds in it? And they're stuck up in space. It doesn't matter. We got the Busted song, Dave. Yeah, doesn't matter. exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. I've seen I that song it. live. It was great. Stop the hating. Just be glad they'll be waiting, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think that's a generation finger because um, I did not like that film. But I watched the, the original puppets a lot when I was yeah. little. Yeah. Um, mm. VHS, my dad had them all. Uh, so yeah, he was great, guys. Any cons? Uh, We've spoken about how much we love it. Anything that you did not like about it, or you would change? I on- I honestly can't think of anything. I'm not saying it's perfect. There's probably some flaws there that I could probably pick out if I really, really thought about it. But on top of my head, that there's nothing I don't not like about it. 
I know I said earlier that I like you know the build up to him being Batman, but the, it does drag at points. Like it does, mm. it is a bit of a slow burner, which is not not always a bad thing. But I remember as a thirteen year old kid, I wanted to see Batman tie up people. I didn't want to see how <laughs> he you know fought, found his car. But <laughs> as as a, as a wizened older man, I think it the pacing is really good. So. That would be my 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 one thing, but I've got always had problems with pacing. I think it, it probably Nolan now would just tighten up a bit. Mm. Yeah, I think with a bit more of a, a seasoned hand, it was just a you know. But but apart from that, you can't really can't really criticize it at all. Well, um, well that's the thing that's insane with with Nolan. Like with this film, I think the kind of Nolan look, quote unquote, mm. started here. Like that aesthetic. Like when you look at Tenet. Or you look at Dunkirk, something you know, just from the visual alone, it's Christopher Nolan. Mm. Yeah. And he's got carte blanche now to do whatever he wants. He does. He has Kate Blanchett with the budget. Ah, and this is pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. I'm going to steal that. Uh... <laughs> it, and this is where it started. This is where I know he had Memento, like you said, following Memento, Insomnia, which. I'm gonna say I didn't really enjoy the first time I've seen it, and I hadn't seen it since I haven't seen that since I've seen it in the cinema. And I remember it was like a nine forty-five show, and I was really bored. I've only seen oh, it wait. once. I'd enjoyed it for what it was, but I've, I've not rewatched it since. I've also. I have a problem. Everyone knows who the killer is. I know who the killer is. The detective knows who the killer <laughs> is. Everyone knows who the killer is, and yeah, it kept going. Uh, <laughs> I was just wasn't the right place in my life to watch that film. Maybe I should now, but I don't think I've seen it on any. Uh, online at all so no but uh, what i like about this is it's such a good start of a trilogy as well do you mm. think the trilogy lived up to this i think so i think the dark knight rises feels a lot more like this film as well when you come back round to it i think it's got that same kind of epic kind of tone to it Bruce, what about you what do you think um i've always said i've always thought the dark knight is the best of the three um but that's not to say that the other two aren't any good. Like they're all three are at least four stars, um, and Dark Knight is just the best of it. But I, I also I do see Sam's like critique of Dark Knight where it loses the Gotham griminess yeah. in Dark Knight. Like I absolutely adore that film. Like the the scene in the in Dark Knight when uh, the Joker and Batman they flip the the lorry and all that kind of stuff. That is one of the coolest things I've seen on film. Like it's such mm. an amazing scene. However, that that is like new york city that's not gotham you know it's that's a yeah. really really wide street and it's you know it's a dead air whereas compare that to the gotham you see in batman begins and then especially the bit i noticed that the most was when when the toxin gets released from through the steam and the um through the sewers and stuff that is when gotham looks the most dirty you know it just looks really enclosed and looks really cramped and horrible and you can see there is a really kind of run down part of the city whereas mm. you don't get that in dark knight but to me, that is a very small complaint about what is pretty much a perfect film. Um, to me, Gotham is is a quite a small city, and it's always on top of each other. Everything's yeah. close. You like 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 layers, kind of like kind of like Blade Runner, or even like Fifth Element. I know we're going, but you know what I mean. There's different layers of society. You know, the rich live in the uh, live higher or further out of the town. But, to call back yeah. to an, an old episode of the podcast, um, Joker did Gotham better than Dark Knight does Gotham. Like, Joker really sold the really run-down part of the city relative to the Wall Street area of the city. Mm. Really, really. Mm. 
Um, That's a great episode of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> episode two. Uh, if you can listen to it, it's got some familiar faces on it and voices. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I wasn't a big fan of Joker, but um, uh, yeah, I, I have a done done cons. Would would you say so this film's aged? You would say that we've all said this aged very well. This film. Yeah. Um, would you watch it again in fifteen years and say the same thing? Do you reckon? I, I watched, think so. I watched it literally this weekend, and I thought it held up really, really well. Um, so I, I think so as well. It's it's going to be one of those films that like a bit like Lord of the Rings. I'm going to come back to in twenty years' time, being like this trilogy was like the peak of superhero cinema at the time. Oh, we're so lucky. Mm. We're blessed. Yeah. Not with extreme highs, but there are lows as well. Um, <laughs> as we've talked about in this episode. <laughs> massively. Do you think this would be a good point if someone had never seen a Batman film and they say, where shall I start? Would you say this one? Yes. It, it's Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Batman Begins. I would I would as well. I'd say do the Nolan trilogy and then go have fun with the other ones. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's the thing as well, I think. The Tim Burton one, as much as I kind of for following, they have I love Batman Returns, an amazing film. But um, mm-hmm. I think the Tim Burton Batman now, if you're trying to get somebody to watch it, it might be. I don't know if it's unreasonable to say like an acquired taste. Yeah, it's, it's think... so much of a different tone than the rest of kind of superhero films you get today, especially out like with the Marvel films as well. They weren't aged. They weren't aged as well as this film. I'm nodding furiously. I I, I watched um, Batman and Batman Returns much later. I think I watched them both in university, um, and they don't hold up as well for me, especially Returns. I found Returns to be a real slog to get through. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> as much as like I love Danny DeVito, I think he was inspired as Penguin. Yeah, he's awesome. But overall, the film does not hold up as well. So, like, I've always said I prefer Forever to Returns. Um, wow! Whoa. I know, I know. That's a statement. <laughs> but then I also, I, said, met... I texted Sam earlier with my other spicy take. Was you did. That this, I, I realised I've sung its praises here quite a lot. However, I think that Batman vs Superman, the ultimate cut, is better than Batman Begins. There's a Batman. What? I know. I know. I know. I saw his letterbox diary and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard pass from me. Um, (laughs) But I like that you you enjoyed it and it brings this, a lovely end to this whole podcast discussion. (laughs) Synergy, you call that. Um, uh, Thanks lads, uh, guys. Uh, I think that was a good discussion about Batman Gins. Oh, if you guys let us know what you think about it, what you love about it, while you listen to it, after you listen to it. Um, uh, I'm sure ones why films are on. So, might be. Housekeeping for you now, uh, which hopefully Reese and Sam will help me with. Uh, <laughs> First of all, can you like and subscribe our podcast on wherever you listen to us on? If it's Apple or Google, ratings does help us get seen, uh, and so does reviews, to be honest. Just give us five stars. If you're not five stars, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, if you just want to lie, great. Uh, Patreon, if you want to help support Jump Cut Online and Jumpcast, go to www.jumpcutonline.co.uk 
uh, and find out how you can become a Patreon. Uh, we have different levels, and they're all very clever. We're all named after uh, Ryan Gosling films, our Lord and Saviour, Matt Jump Cut. Uh, you can pay as little as you want and as much as you want, and you get some really cool bonus stuff. For example, if I get this right, uh, if you're a Patreon member, you'll get our new online magazine. Is this right, Sam? Race? This is, if you get, I believe it's the uh, $10 tier, you'll get the new Jump Cut Online magazine launching next week. And that is going to be pretty special. I'm so, as I've just seen in the chat with Tom, it is currently 72 pages of jump cut goodness. I mean, if that's not worth $10 or whatever it is, then I'm not quite sure what You it can is. either buy it individually for five ninety nine, or you can get a Patreon and you get every issue for free, as well as other awesome bonuses. Hello! <laughs> worth the money! And you also, get a, you also get a friendly mention at the end of Jumpcast on our podcast. So thank you to Zoe Baines, Daryl Griffins, Hugh Adamson, Orla Smith... Peter Hodgkins, Chris Wilson, and Nicole Potts. Thank you very much. We appreciate your love and support. It does help us do what we want to do and expand and give, you know, just be creative and give you guys top quality content uh, because so far we're smashing it, to be honest. Um, uh, uh, and lockdown hasn't stopped us, has it? No, it we're has still, not. We're still rocking it. Uh, please listen to our other episodes. We're now, this is episode 29, and we've done 44 kind of partially episodes, including, including the, the quiz that Reese was in part of mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and ran, and that's a brilliant listen. I, you know, if you want to listen to a, me and Sam quiz, it's embarrassing for one of us. <laughs> um, Find out who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking the other day. I think we've got at least forty plus hours worth of Jumpcast content out there. I mean, guys, now's the time. Jump on it. Uh, our next episode will be a Sarah episode. She is watching and reviewing and dissecting all fifty-eight Disney animated movies. Uh, she's she this one will be on, which is crazy. Uh, she is now with Pinocchio, which I've yes, I believe slightly so. scares me. Scary film. Uh, they're worth a listen. Also, Audrey is going through different decades and eras of film. So she's done the four, 30s and that's done the 40s, if I'm right. 20s and 30s, uh, isn't it? Uh, thank you. A, yeah, it's 20s and 30s. Silent era, 1930s era, and we'll have more to come. Yeah, and they are very interesting, actually. I'm they, learning yeah. stuff. I've, I've added uh, many films to my watch list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doing some birthday celebration anniversary things. So I did a Gladio one last time and this one and hopefully Apollo 13 uh, and maybe Inception and some others. And Batman Forever. <laughs> and hopefully Batman Forever if we <laughs> enough, pe- enough people want it. Uh, so that's all I have to say. Guys, have you got anything to add about yourselves uh, or what you want uh, to say? Do you want to go first, Reeves? Uh Sure. Um, so you can, as ever, follow me at Rough Butcher on Twitter. Um, and recently, I just finished writing a review of Saints Row 3, which is the new remastered version of the game that came out literally on Friday, just gone. So if you want to go and check that out on Jump Cut Online Cut UK, that'll be very, very kind of you. Um, but thanks, Dave, for having me on. I really enjoyed it. That was a really good episode. No, that's, that's a really good episode. Sam, what about yourself? 
what have I got to plug? I've just released a new <laughs> video essay about the game Death Stranding, uh, it's, which also has Reese in it as well. It's your boy. As well as other lovely voices from the Jump Cut community and afar. That's on YouTube now, and there's a new episode of uh, In the Studio as well, which is like our weekly platform to bring filmmakers together. And it's all about uh, a little film Jump Cut Studios made called The Grim Truth, which I actually, oh. hush, hush, watched the first rough cut of it. <gasps> any any spoilers? Are you going to tell us if it's good or bad? I am very oh. pleased with it, and it, it's in a very, very rough form at the minute, and even then, like me and Jacob have said, we're really, really pleased with it. That's good. Listen, mate, I can't wait to see it, mate. It's gonna... We'll have to do a jump cast review of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's our most like a savage critic? Chris, probably. Mm. Chris. Yeah, let's get, let's get Chris, Chris and on Fiona it. are pretty savage, I think. Oh yeah, they but are. Fiona, Sometimes don't, they're really don't nice. ruin my film, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have beef about Zack Snyder, but I'm begging you. And and Christian Bale, apparently, and <laughs> and everyone else. Um, uh, from me, just on on Twitter, uh, hello at hello Dave Curtis. That's just because it's my name. Um, I'm just on Jumpcast at the moment, but I'm really enjoying what everyone else is doing. Uh, it's I, I'm kind of in the inner circle, so I see what's going on, and it's all pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, keep on supporting Jumpcast, Jumpcut, Jumpplay, uh, in the studio stuff. We're, uh, we're absolutely rocking it. So uh, thank you, Reese. Thank you, Sam. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you for listening, guys. Uh, see you next time. Bye.